very sick. Such a good shot. Yeah. I mean, that, that was just worst case Ontario. That might have been the worst golf shot of my life right there. We have the worst golf for a lot. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice at all. Wow, I don't know when the last time I saw someone uh, snap a club right over their knee when they hit a ball. All right, welcome to the Bogey Society podcast, episode seven. We have a good episode for you guys this week. We have Gabe Gallucci coming up for you in a little bit. We did probably over an hour with him or close to an hour. So you'll get to hear that. He's a really interesting guy. But for now, you got just me and Nick for a few minutes real quick. How you doing, Nick? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, my man. It was a good week, man. Good, good week. Got to spend some time with the fam. Played a, played a little round for myself. So we're got, talking about got that. some golf-related gifts. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna talk about it in, in, our, in our segment greenskeeping. So let's uh, let's dive into let's, it. Let's man. get to the greenskeeping. So let's hear about these Kirkland wedges. My man is Kirklanded out in his bag right now. Yes, sir. Got that uh, Costco sponsorship. Yeah, you know I'm out here repping Costco all day, every day. You know I I'd asked my parents for these things, and so we're we're gonna put we're gonna put them through the ringer. My previous wedges were just hodgepodge of you know whatever I had one bulky one random 60 degree and uh, Taylor made something other for my sand wedge so it was just wasn't working for me so I decided that I needed a new set and I was just like let's let's see what they got I, I had heard really good reviews on them and I'd talked to a few different people that have had them and so we're, we're gonna see I got, I got the putter too for for my birthday for this Kirkland and I played around with that and I really enjoyed the putter so I'm I'm very optimistic about these wedges. I think they're they're going to be good. I mean, they're going to be better than what I have, uh, you know, brand new grooves and, and everything. So I, I'm excited to play with them. Yeah. So I also got myself a new putter. I got to open the putter I discussed last week. Got that Odyssey Stroke Lab 1, making the switch from a mallet to a blade because I've had a two-ball Odyssey for basically the entire time I've been playing golf. And I'm excited. I've gotten to test it out on a putting mat a little bit because I also also got a putting mat yeah so speaking of putting mat let's let's tell the story from the beginning (laughs) what what happened first was i told my my stepmother essentially is who she is that i got myself a pull-up bar for my door frame Mm -hmm. and i was i'm like yeah i've been doing all these pull-ups and like instead of doing five now i can do eight and this and that big workout guy over here big Big workout. workout guy big gym guy super strong all about the gains I can do eight pull-ups. What's up? <laughs> Hard flex. That might be a record. Yeah, but anyways, it turned out she had gotten me a pull-up bar. Mm. So she went and returned it and she got this putting mat and she comes back. She's like, yeah, it's just plain. A lot of them have sports logos on them, but this one doesn't because they didn't have any Pittsburgh stuff. So I'm, I'm like, bet. She's like, and this was the last one in the whole thing. And I'm like, bet. So I'm looking at it. And on the tag, I see that it says University of Texas and it's circled. So I busted it open 
Big old Longhorn in the middle. Texas <laughs> on both sides. I can't be that mad. I'm a Jordan Spieth fan. Texas is a classic school. Like, I, I can I can fuck with it, you know? I'll get down with it. And also, I didn't have a putting mat at all before. So yeah. a putting mat is better than no putting mat. But it was Absolutely. just a little funny to roll it out and see the giant Longhorn. And yeah, when I could literally care less about pretty much any Texas sports program. <laughs> well, so. you uh, you and McConaughey are basically best friends now. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good way to look it. at it. Yeah. But I'm still, I'm using it a lot. So like, I mean, who gives a shit? It's a fucking putting mat. Yeah, exactly. so de- definitely rolling a lot of putts on it. So I have the same putting mat as you, except I've got my hometown, the my favorite team in the world, the Detroit Lions, the, the bastard. garbage franchise in sports history. But so you're going to, you're going to like that, that putting mat a lot man and you're gonna <laughs> dial in that putt that specific length of that putt i think that's what like seven to ten feet or something like that i think it's i think it's like six or six and a half or seven yeah. okay yeah. So I think it, yeah seven feet but dude like if your floor has move like wobbles in it like yeah. the putts it break a little bit it does. yeah 100 i can tell you what dude like that putt for me now is money like when i get that putt on a golf course i'm like this is going in like yeah. <laughs> i'm so confident standing over that putt specifically like it's it's unreal so you're gonna get that putt dialed in like i said you're gonna stand over that putt and be so confident over it it's 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 a great feeling because i miss i miss a lot of those man so i do i'm i've been definitely hammering some in so working on also trying to like just like speed stuff like because i noticed where i had it set it was breaking to the left a little bit so i kind of i started like putting the ball kind of down more and then aiming farther up but hitting it a little slower and then putting it more centered and giving it a more like faster roll yeah and i'm also gonna set something up on the sides of the ball like a little gate so that i can practice on keeping the club head yep i did that with uh, i put tape on my putting mat. good nice nice move you can do that but yeah the the speed is the most important part because you can bury the back of that little ramp oh yeah you can like you're just gonna blow that past on on an actual green oh true yeah 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 so yeah the the speed control is is the big portion of that thing but that, that putting mat's awesome yeah totally so i got to play around on christmas eve it was 27 degrees outside and it was 15 mile, mile an hour winds you're a barbarian um, hey listen man i'm i'm an addict i will be the first to say that if there's any chance that i can go out and golf i will so i played by myself and i got to walk and i had the whole golf course to myself so i recorded the whole round so i'm currently um editing the video and everything so it's going to be our first long featured video on youtube that you guys will get to see and it's going to be our 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 first series of uh can nick break 80 and uh that will be up on youtube hopefully next week so we're going to do some um, promoting of it on our page and stuff, but be on the lookout for that um, going into next week. I hope that I can uh, get that edited out and put out for everyone. So, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but that's and then we've got our interview with Gabe. Um, he's yeah, the man. Gabe Gallucci uh, Golf. He is. He is the man. We talk a lot about his journey in golf and he talks about his musical career and how that kind of has translated from his music career to golf. And it's, it's a really interesting uh, interview with him. So yeah. um, he's a really great guy. So I didn't want to prod him too much about it, but like, I'm kind of assuming that one of the ways he's able to like finance this journey of like trying to put all his time and resources into golf is that he's probably had, a, it sounds like he's had a pretty lucrative musical career. It sounds like it. big people. Yeah. He definitely gave us a name drop in there that was pretty eye opening. Yeah. 
yeah. so uh you guys can uh you guys it's it's a great interview so you guys are going to be glued into this one it's 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 a fun fun hour of listening to uh to him talk so absolutely so i guess that's but, all we really got for the greenscaping on this yeah, that's all we got for greenscaping we just want to once again shout out to go subscribe to our youtube page and subscribe on itunes and give us a rating on itunes and uh you know that that right there tell you know get, helps us a lot to be able to actually do this and you know so we we would really appreciate if you guys gave us a review and a five star on itunes and you know keep listening to the podcast and subscribe okay. on youtube and then also i just want to give a couple quick shout outs first shout out proud 90 golf amazing golf polos go to their website proud 90.com or go to their instagram i can't remember if the website's proud 90 or proud 90 golf it's one of yeah. the two yeah. figure it out yeah. and you code bogey 10 for 10 percent off your purchase and then also, our guys at Four Cards, Four Cards Game on Instagram. Use code Bogey Society for ten percent off. Gabe Delucci Golf up next. Let's go. We have a special episode this week because we have Gabe Galucci on. Gabe Galucci is a golf influencer on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. He's also a music producer, and he's a stick, it seems, on the course. So uh, Nick and him have been chatting a lot, and we're excited to have you on the pod, Gabe. Thanks for joining us. Boy, thanks for thanks for letting me join the Bogey Society this week. Yes, <laughs> so we want to jump right into your uh your your golf career here you you know on tiktok you've got and youtube you've got like a bunch of course vlogs and stuff so when did you get the inspiration to start doing the course vlogs yeah so i really started taking golf like super serious about two years ago okay. i kind of so my full-time day job is being a music producer and I got tired of spending like 12 to 15 hours a day inside. Yeah. And it was, I was driving me nuts. It was actually like giving me like a ton of anxiety because I was, I wasn't being physically active. I was sitting, I was sitting down and I was in these dark rooms, you know, just listening to strange noises all day. Staring at the screen probably too. Right. And yeah. then, so, but what would happen is, is that while I'm editing, you know, vocals or, or drums, there's, there's a lot of tedious editing that happens in the midst of making a song. Yeah. And so I would throw on a ton of YouTube. I love YouTube. I've, I've been a big YouTube guy for yeah. years now. And so I would throw on like golf sidekick or any of these, you know, golf vlog channels and would kind of have that cooking on the side of my screen yeah. while I ripping edits. And so I just loved, you know, watching those videos. And then as I kind of, you know, went through some personal changes and I ended up getting rid of my studio, was kind of tired with how the music business was going, started prioritizing golf more because I just wanted to be outside. And and then last January, I kind of, I needed a restart for myself as like a human. So I kind of was like, okay, I, I need an objective challenge because the music industry is so subjective. So for the past 10 years, my full-time job has been a completely subjective medium. You know, great songs don't always win. Yeah. And, and it, there's no up and down rules. Like I, I, you know, I always joke with all my music friends, like in golf, you know, when I hit a great drive, no one can like kick it in the pond and say I didn't hit one. Yeah. Uh, versus in music, like that's what happens all the time. You'll hit it straight down the middle and then, you know, figuratively, and then they'll go, well, you know, do, is, is 300, is that, is that cool right now? Do we really want to be up the middle in the fairway? Like maybe, maybe the rough is where like, the, you know, it's, it's like, it's all this crap. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wanted an objective goal and I wanted something that, you know, if I put in the effort, could I achieve something I've always wanted to achieve? And golf is one of those things in my life. I just never was able to prioritize the time. I've been playing golf on and off since I was eight years old, but up until the age of like 25, I had played less than like a hundred rounds my whole up to that point. So, you know, I was never an avid golfer, but I just, I love golf. Like my brother and I built a driving range in my basement when we were 
11 years old, we like hung a sheet and then we took like old carpet tiles and made like a putting green. And so like the, the addiction's always been there to golf. I just wasn't able to kind of pursue it. And so this challenge was like, you know what? I've been playing a lot more golf. I was hovering around a 10 handicap. And I said, you know, could I, if I put in a crazy amount of discipline that this equivalent discipline and mental strength that I put into getting good at music, could I shoot under par in nine months? Essentially giving myself, you know, up until October 1st, from January to October 1st, could I do it? And I'm going to document the process because I I think the, a big common thing amongst all of us golfers is that, you know, we're happy to play, but we also always want to get better. Yeah. And so what does it actually take to get better? And like the music industry, golf has a lot of unnecessary talking points that everyone gets stuck on. You know, people, it's like, you got to get the new gear. You got to follow this coach. You got to do this thing. There's just all this like stuff you can get really stuck in and you yeah. kind of get paralyzed, like without actually getting any better. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I've, I've already done this once with music. I've already figured out a path to get there. Can I do this with golf? And so that's the long answer. Sorry to go, go off on a tangent. No, no, I, war I warned you guys, I was, I'm a crazy Italian. I'll just keep talking forever. But, but that was kind of the the impetus of like, I want to see if putting in that discipline, I could, you know, achieve something in an objective game. And I also wanted to kind of like teach my own myself some personal lessons. Uh, I really like Eric Anders Lang's content. Yeah, because he kind of yeah. goes, he, he veers into the, the philosophical side quite often. And, and I can really relate to that. Like the artist side of me really, really like likes that. And, and he had this one thing on a podcast once that really stuck with me. And he said, you know, golf's just a mirror of, to life. And it's and it's so true. I think there's so many like personal lessons we can take away. And there was a a lot of things I wanted to kind of like teach myself and rebuild within myself that I had kind of lost as a human. Yeah. Uh, and I think golf is, is one of the greatest things to do that with. And so it was just like, a, as you can see, it was just like a, a mishmash of all these things. And I wanted to document it so that, you know, if other people could see value in, in maybe seeing some of the things I did right or did wrong and could save themselves time. I'm a big time optimizer and like workflow guy. That's one thing I learned from studying under some really great music producers and music was that, you know, optimizing your workflow and optimizing your time to get the maximum potential out of yourself was something that I'm really big into. And so by showcasing my journey, hopefully I can, you know, shed light on things that work and don't work and help other people speed up who may be in a rut yeah. trying to get back. Sure. Yeah, that's that's really awesome, man. That you you kind of went on like a little bit of a, a spiritual journey through golf, and you know that's it's kind of brought you through you know some tough times, uh, you know, in your life, and you know you're coming out on the other side. And I believe you you reached the goal way before your your deadline, I would assume, right? Yeah. So I I ended up shooting under par by September first. Okay. So first round under par was four under. Wow. Yeah. It all kind of okay, clicked. How far are you playing from? Like uh, that was sixty six hundred yards. Okay, that's pretty. That's decent. That's solid. Yeah, that, that was on a sixty six hundred yard Greg Norman design. Not wow. Okay, so, yeah. you're not messing around. That's for real. Yeah, so Oh, this this course is awesome. It's called Wind Dance. It's in Uxbridge, Ontario. It's one of my favorite places to play ever. Wait, um, so where in Canada are you located? I'm in Toronto, but You're right in now in Toronto. winter, okay. I'm in uh, British Columbia because we can play golf here in the winter. It doesn't like it gets it gets cold, but it doesn't really snow. Yeah, definitely. So it's basically like fall weather all the time. Yeah, my mom uh, lives in Tacoma, Washington. She moved there oh, recently. Oh, it's basically the same climate. I want to live there so badly because I could handle some winter rain golf like when it's 40 45 degrees still for sure and oh, yeah. playing year round and in the summer it's so beautiful out there too so 
incredible. And the mountains, like the yeah. land. Oh my gosh. That nuts. driving range you hit out of is one of the prettiest looking driving ranges I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a place called Cultus Lake Golf Club. And yeah, it's like there's mountains. And like, that's the crazy part is green fees, you know, are, are cheaper. Oh, really? You get these crazy vistas. Like it's, it, that's what I also love about some of this, some of this West Coast golf is that like the area I'm in here, it's, it's not pricey. So it's not like crazy high-end golf that, you know, back home in Toronto, there's, we have a lot of high-end super private, like sure. elite golf and then kind of different tiers. Yeah, but that's here, kind of Chicago is too. Yeah. It's the kind of the metropolitan thing. Right. But what's great about out here is you get these crazy views. Like I, I played earlier today for a $30 green fee and oh. I am literally looking at mountains the entire time. That's amazing. I'm so jealous. I got two inches of snow the other day and I can't go <laughs> So upset. <laughs> I don't have any fucking mountains either. Yeah, no mountains anywhere. <laughs> My biggest mountains are trash piles. <laughs> well, we had snow. Oddly enough, we had this freak snow fall like right before Christmas. So the, today was the first day I've been able to get out in like five days. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So it was crazy. But yeah. So I love it out here. It's it's great golf. Awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. I played, uh, I played on Christmas Eve. It was 27 degrees and 15 mile an hour winds. You know, I bundled up and walked. So I was I was still warm from just walking, but the wind was having havoc with my golf ball all day long. And so it was quite the battle out there. But we uh, I recorded the whole round. So I'm going to I'm making a, a video for, for that that we're going to post on our YouTube page That's here eventually. Right. But yeah, so. I have so, a, an influencer question an yeah. related question so you your main platforms are instagram youtube and tiktok correct yes okay which one like which one you have the most followers on tiktok correct also was that the easiest to get there or which platform has given you the most struggles and which one has been the easiest to grow i guess is what i'm asking so it's, it's been interesting. So, so I come at it from a slightly different angle because in the music industry, one of the, I worked with Sean Mendes really early in his career oh, yeah. uh, and worked and ha- actually mixed a song on his first Hard album. Hard flex. Yeah. Name drop. But the reason why that that's so significant and, and I think and changed a lot of trajectory of how I view social media was he was one of the first really big guys off of Vine mm-hmm. that was able to transfer into music. Mm-hmm. And so what it did is it exposed me to this whole other industry of, you know, people that were making content and then building these careers outside of the main industry on these social platforms. And so that's, that's a lot of what prompted me here is, is that for the last like five years, I've actually been working with a lot of influencers on the music and in the videography side. So I do a lot of work with those kind of people. And so it's been interesting kind of watching how they utilize different platforms for different things. And so when it came time for me to approach these different platforms, it was interesting because a lot of the lessons that they kind of shared with me kind of hung true and a lot it's you got to find your kind of cadence in each platform so i would say i'm i'm by no means i don't think an influencer in this in the golf space yet i still have a long way to go and i'm excited to continue making content to yeah further that development but where i found kind of initial success and certain things was creating certain identities for each platform so what i found on youtube was that you know i i like talking i like some of the long form stuff i like being able to show a process you know a big thing for the youtube channel was kind of having a story arc for kind of season one of it which was my journey to under par so so i think i can tell a much longer larger story 
And then what's really cool is that on YouTube, people tend to go back and fall in love with you. Like what I learned from working with these artists was that, you know, you put out content, you put out content, you put out content. And then at some point you kind of hit a tipping point and then you start cascading where then people want to understand who you are and, and they now you've got a hundred videos up that they can kind of consume. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. So it's building up kind of that catalog. And so what I, what, that's what I love about YouTube is that you just kind of, you got to just keep plowing away. You got to go to the trough every day and just keep putting out videos and it's a slow build and, and you build that community. And I would say like, what's been awesome about YouTube is I've attracted just this awesome super positive group of golfers. Like I, you know, my channels is not large. I'm only at 1800 subscribers, but the quality of the people that I seem to attract is phenomenal. I, 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 I've got awesome people in my comments that, and then hit me up on Instagram and we've kind of got this thing going and and it's, and it's amazing. So that's been really great. What I love about TikTok is the organic reach. And, okay. and that goes back to what I was, you know, what I, I noticed with Sean and some of these people early in that time was that they were early adopters on the platform. And so when you're an early adopter on a platform and you're consistently putting out content, you're able to take advantage of the organic reach before the paywall hits. So Instagram right now is really hard because there's, you got to boost posts. So unless you have something truly go like super viral or yeah. your third party accounts to kind of augment and share, right. it, it's tough to grow. At, I've found mm-hmm. versus something like TikTok where I can put up these bite-sized things. And like, I think like, you know, within five to 10 videos, I had already kind of had a couple like really pop. And then I had one that went to like 600,000 views. Wow. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like I've, I've, but again, it's a different cadence. It's a different type of content. And so it was also kind of finding out like what kind of content I wanted to make for that platform. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think that's that's really interesting. The different dynamics. It's it's almost like a different character for each kind of like you know form that you're going on. And you know we're we're kind of on a on a different you know aspect of you know we're doing the meme stuff right now and, and building up a following. And you know so it's a little different than you know making the content. Now we're we're trying to branch off into making the content and making videos and stuff like that. And we make, we make the me- some of the memes too. Like we yeah. make some of them our, our own content, but. But I think for when it comes to Instagram, what you guys are doing is great. I, I think that's why your page will continue to grow on Instagram. No problem yeah. with the way yeah. you guys are going about it. It's right. kind of been like a slow and steady growth. Like we've been at it for what now? So almost six months and yep. we're up past 8,000 followers a little bit. So it's not growing like insanely fast, but it's definitely like can steadily get growing for sure. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like it can branch into so many different things is once 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 you get kind of you know, a, a bigger following, you can you can kind of do some more things. And yeah, you know, hold up. Once... he's frozen, bro. Uh oh, some technical difficulties. You, Gabe. Gabe, you back? Hold on here. So yeah, we were talking about the different you know sectors of the game here, and that's what I think is so kind of cool about everything that you're doing. Is like you said, you kind of have like a, a storyline for for your YouTube and that set goal that everyone can kind of track and you know kind of see where you're at. And I think that's really cool. So moving into you know what's next for your kind of pages is what's your next goal that you're going to be trying not to knock down now that you have accomplished your your goal of getting under. Well, so I'm on the. Ver- of announcing the 2021 goals but i'll give you guys a little sneak, a sneak. all right all right awesome because what i was able to kind of figure out in in september when i kind of hit under par for the first time was getting to that flow state that i can get into in music mm-hmm. so what i had basically been training for in music and my main role in music like what i'm 
what I would consider myself an assassin at is mixing. Perfect. So, okay. That process, like I've trained with, you know, the equivalent of the Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, you know, arguably even one of them could be the Tiger Woods of mixing. Sure. Like I've trained with that caliber of guys. And so was able to kind of understand what it took to be at that level. Yeah. And so, you know, reverse engineering that and, and figuring that out in music, I was like, okay, in order to achieve that in golf, I have to be able to get to that same mental level, that same flow state of effortlessness. And was able to, once I kind of conquered that first mountain, it's now been doubling down on that to see how deep I can take it. Sure. And the interesting thing about golf versus what I did in music is obviously there's like a physical element that now is, is a variable I hadn't encountered before. Yeah, Cause definitely. you know, I could, I could mix a song on no sleep, tons of sleep didn't matter. Right. Sure. I didn't have to particularly well. I didn't have to take care of myself. So now I have all these other factors. I have all these other things that I have to monitor and I have to, you know, I work out like five days a week at a minimum. And so I'm just, I have to build all that up. Cause I, what I really want to get to is I want to see if I can get to a plus six. I'm a plus two right now. Oh. I want to get to see if I can get to a plus six and, and try and compete in some pro events. Mm. I want to see if I can actually like compete on a real, real level. Okay. If I, if I continue to put in this much time and discipline, cause again, like me achieving my goal, you know, I didn't played like six or seven rounds from January to end of February mm -hmm. uh, and then Corona hit. And then I didn't play golf again until like May 16th. Oh man. Um, really? I went from May 16th to September 1st was how I got my first, like really was when like the magic happened. Yeah. And that was with, um, I got fit for a driver that didn't like end up working for me. So I had to kind of backtrack a little bit. So I had a, a couple roadblocks along the way that kind of slowed me down. Sure. But now I've got my process dialed in and I'm basically here training like seven days a week. Like unless the weather craps out on me, I'm out there training every single day. Yeah. My goal is to get to a plus six this year and see if I can compete. Wow. So, and what are you at right now? I'm a plus two. Plus two. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's insane. So, so are you trying to go and get like an act, like a, like a card or are you going to be playing on like a, like a smaller, like tournament, like just, just smaller, just smaller stuff. Yeah. But and like, I just, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's pro tours here in, in Vancouver and in Toronto, mm -hmm. but the player, the caliber of players is like, oh, it's, it's, it's not good. And yeah. so when you look at, you know, you look at the scores, these, these guys are putting up, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, like, it's just basically getting into that mental state all the time, being able to still have a one under day on a bad day. Yeah. Right? I, I, I talked to a, a guy recently who was on PJ tour China and he was just kind of giving me some of the ins and outs. And it was just very interesting. It's, it's just, there's a level of consistency that these guys operate at that is not unachievable with the discipline, but it, it's definitely remarkable. Yeah. It's, it is crazy. Cause you see some of these people that like, you know, try to Monday qualify for some of these PGA events that are shooting like 65, 62s and not making the cut to make a tournament. Oh, crazy. Do you guys follow that Monday qualifier account on Twitter? Yes. It's wild. I mean, could you imagine going out and shooting a 62 or 61 and not making a tournament? Because oh like that, that's just that. That would crush my soul knowing that you're playing so good and then you just don't make the tournament because it's totally. like the lineup. Like that's that's just nuts. Totally. There are a lot of amazing, super talented people and, and a lot of people who are willing to work super hard too. So it's crazy. Like just the the people don't realize like how deep it is, you know? Right. And, and I think like that's, but that's what attracts me to the challenge. Mm -hmm. I think because when I had to figure out music, it was a similar kind of process for me, but 
because there's no objective standard, even if I reached certain targets, there was no way to truly know. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like, even if you have a platinum record, you're kind of like, okay, but it, it doesn't really like do much for you in some ways. Like, it's weird. Like, you know, I have over a billion streams in music of stuff I've worked on, wow. but, but, it, but it, I, I guess it doesn't feel as tangible. And it, and it definitely, I would say like my wins in golf, like shooting four under for some reason resonates more with me as a human than getting millions of streams on something. You know, I have a song on YouTube right now that I mixed for a, a Disney channel show. That's got like 170 million streams or something. Wow. Right. So, hey, I'll tell you right now, like, if, if you could tell me I could go shoot like six, seven under like tomorrow, mm-hmm. I would like, and trade that credit. I, I would, I would do it right now. <laughs> as long as, as long as you get to record the record it. So people know it actually, yeah, but even if I like, it's, it's just like, I don't know, for some reason for me, like hitting these golf goals is just like so much more satisfying and like, sure. and just being in golf. Like I, I love it so much. Like I, I don't know. And, and so that's what I think like, also gives me a bit of that edge of just like, and why, uh, you know, I'm, I'm crazy enough to think I can actually like get to a plus six mm-hmm. and think I can compete on the pro level is just cause like, I love being out there. Like it, I, the only reason I come inside is cause it gets dark. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise I'd be like, you know, I'm, I'm in the snow today, yeah. chopped through 18, 18 holes. Like I just love it that much. And so, so- so do you have a girlfriend? Is that, is, is that a, that's a question? I have, a, I have the world's best girlfriend of all okay, time. Okay, wow. Good for you. Um, my girlfriend is also very amazing who allows me to golf every chance I get. So, Which, literally. you know what? I actually think that's one of the most underrated things that nobody talks about in like golf and in life. And yes. just an overall thing, like the value of having an amazing partner. Yes. Like one thing I can't relate to on like golf meme culture is like when it's like, you know, when you have to like lie to you, like all those yeah, yeah. life or, or all that stuff. It's like, I don't like, like my girlfriend to, to give you context of how unreal she is. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm like looking at clubs or buying clubs, like she'll be like, make sure you get the, like the better one. Like yeah. <laughs> she's, you know, like, cause I'll try and evaluate prices or whatever. She'll, she'll be no, no, no. Like, like, are these going to be better for you? Like if they're going to be better, like spend the money. Like for sure. She's that awesome. Yeah. Wow. What a beauty. What a beauty. Oh yeah. I am. I, I hit the absolute home run of all home runs. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, I can't, can't even tell you how, how, you know, how awesome it is to, to know that like when your boys just text you last minute, be like, Hey, we got a tea time here in like an hour and you gotta be like, all right, yeah, I'll be there. You know, like, and to not have to worry about, you know, like your girlfriend being mad at you for that is just like the, the best feeling in the world. Right. So what, what is in your bag currently? What, what you're talking about buying new clubs and stuff. So what, what are you hitting right now? So right now, so I just made a big switch. Okay. So starting at the bottom, I've got the TaylorMade Spider X. Yeah. Love it. Nice. Absolutely love it. The only thing I'm potentially debating is moving to a stability tour shaft in it. I've kind of been like researching the ins and outs of that. Okay. Uh, it's got the, just the stock KBS like CT tour in it right now, which right. is good. It's working, but I'm, I'm always just curious because, yeah. yeah. you know, you people like talk to it and you're like, will it, will it provide additional benefit? Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Ping Glide 3.0 wedges in 52 degree, 56 degree and 60 degree. Yep. Uh, really love those, especially since I play winter golf here and I play in a lot of like morning rounds, wet conditions, like the, the hydro pro cover that they have on those wedges is crazy. I don't, I, don't, I actually don't think people talk about like the tech on those enough. Yeah. Because like the spin, like I've seen guys on YouTube do tests where like wedges will lose 40 to 60% of their spin the minute they're wet. 
Yeah. But the pings still maintain it. Huh. Yeah, it's crazy. So, oh, so I'm out, so I'm out here and I can still hit pretty close to my normal shots right. uh, in these horrendously wet conditions. And yeah, so just made a big switch with my irons. So I originally had Strixon Z785s from four to seven iron, and okay. then I had Z Forge from eight to pitching wedge. Split set. So that was a fitting, I'm assuming, that got yeah. you set up with the split set. Yeah, so I did. I, I had my. I did a big fitting last March before the season started, and I did my irons. Uh, I did irons, hybrid, three wood, and driver. Yeah. And like the irons were great, but the problem I was having is that as I would get, as I was getting better and better, I was then becoming more militant on my misses. Mm-hmm. So things I was willing to kind of be okay with before were now like that's a stroke. Yeah, that's a- you know, when you're trying to go from, you know, a scratch to a plus one to a plus two, like you start to un- become so much more significant. Right. And what I was noticing with these irons was that it was just, it was just too unpredictable in terms of greens and regulation for me. Okay. And in my winter training spot here, it's a short course. It's an executive course. So it's all like par threes, par fours. Yeah. And and the reason I did that is so that I could just become an absolute beast of an iron and a wedge player this winter. Yeah. And I was getting absolutely taking to school Yeah. when I got, when I first got here. Yeah. I was just realized I didn't have as much control over my irons. I'm really good off the tee with my driver, but my irons were just eating me. So a buddy of mine here was selling his Callaway Apex 16 irons, yep. stock shafts. And I was just like, you know what, dude, can I just try these on the range? Like, let me see if, you know, I just curious. I want to try a different flavor. I'm hitting these like no club I've ever hit in my life. Wow. So, so, I, so I made a, a swing change too. I, I joined the, the George Gankus online Academy. Oh yeah. Oh my, I've taken a lesson with a George Gankus certified guy before. It was an awesome Crazy. lesson. Yeah. So, so I, I love the whole self-learning thing. Yeah. This thing is unreal. So I've completely revamped my swing Ooh. paired with these irons my greens regulation now is up to like 75%. Wow. That, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It was a drastic change. And like where I noticed a big difference too, especially with these irons is, is just like my ability to hit long irons high. Oh, like there's a couple holes at, at the course I play. There's one that's uh, like a 230 yard par three, mm-hmm. you know, from the back. Yeah. And I see those quite often uh, back home. And so those were always tough holes. Cause you're like, I got to find a way to hit this green and, and like stop the ball. Yeah. And I, I could hit a four iron far, but it would be too, it's low. Right. So, it's roll up. so when I need a four iron off the tee, Oh, it's all like that. That's was amazing with this Rickson's, but I couldn't launch in it enough to, to stay on a green. And also I wasn't comfortable like aiming, yeah. like so that I could pick a target and go for it. And now it's like, now I get excited to play those holes because yeah. I go, Oh, I'm going to absolutely like hit one for fun. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, so that's that, and that's a big thing I talk about with gear is like your gear needs to be an extension of you. For sure. And there can't be resistance between you and the gear. Yep. And as soon as you start to feel resistance, you need to make a change in some capacity. Yeah. Now, it can be as small as like I regripped my wedges to just right. make myself feel better about my wedges. Yeah. Because I, you know, I just needed, I just needed something new. So it doesn't have to be a a, a new thing, but sometimes you you have to make sure you're always managing that like flow state where yeah. Tools don't get in the way of you executing. And some people don't appreciate that. I feel like some people are like, oh, you should just use like, who cares type shit, you know, like you you don't need that. And, you know, it's to a certain level, like some golfers of Nick and I's level, like the benefit that we're going to get from getting a whole fitting like that, at least for especially for me i mean it might help me somewhat but like i'm at a level of golf where like i don't feel like putting 
the money in to get a fitting would be worth it just because like i'm just trying to work on the mechanics of the swing at the base 100 percent. and here's why so originally i would say a year ago i would have i would have potentially disagreed with you on this uh-huh now going to hardly disagree with you now what okay. i've gone i could probably change a bunch of things in your game from a strategy and mindset perspective yeah and i could shave probably more strokes off your game unless you had some glaring equipment issue like you had like a like it's like when i when i was starting my journey last year i had nike vr pro irons i had a driver that was 12 years old a ping i15 yeah ever i i could hit that thing like stupid far So I was breaking 80 and trending towards my goal with nothing fitted. And when I got fit, it wasn't a magic bullet. Yeah. What changed, what made the most difference. And I think this is, and this is the part I battle with now with with the, with the golf industry is I'm like, it's like, I get, we all have to, I get their products have to be sold, but if you want to actually become better at golf, you should like strategy and like lessons with the right teacher. Yes. And and you can play, you can have much more fun. Cause I agree. Like golf is so expensive. And, yeah. and depending on where you prioritize in your life, like I'm crazy and I yeah. prioritize it super high. Yeah. So but but even then, like I don't want to spend so much money. And what you can gain is is marginal in some cases. Yeah. And you're saying how exactly you're you're at a level of golf where you are looking out for the little tiny details of like your irons just missing by the slightest bit that you need to get this like fit to to get to your goal of going from a plus two to a plus six. Whereas like I don't need a fresh fit of clubs to like not absolutely chunk a seven iron you know or like shit like that absolutely but i think that's the irony of 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 also too or the interesting part is that like i'm playing better golf now with unfit clubs than i was with fit clubs really yeah like my my oh yeah because the callaways always aren't fit yeah so and and it's not i'm not and and i'm very clear too like i'm not disparaging custom fitters oh totally absolutely not i just think like when we have so many expenses as golfers yeah (laughs) balls expensive game and i and and was and i saw this in music too because music we have this same problem in music where we over prioritize gear thinking that like a ten thousand dollar microphone is going to make you sound better like going back to like i've had the privilege of working with incredible singers it doesn't matter what microphone you put in front of them they all they sound incredible regardless yeah there's right and i think what i wanted to test in in golf by getting the fitting was that if i got the fitting would it shorten the time span of, of getting to that flow state that I want of basically creating that connection with the club so that you can just swing and execute. Cause I think what we all struggle with as golfers is being over the ball going, where is this going to go? Yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen now. I'm just going to swing and that's terrifying. And that's not fun. And doing that, you know, multiply that over, you know, 70, 80, hundred shots that you're going to take throughout the round, wherever you're at. Like that's, that's not like, that's a, that, that sucks. Yeah. Definitely. What's, and and now going to the other side and why a part of the reason too, why I wanted to do this journey was to go through the process, have objective development, go from being a 10 handicap to now where I am. And then through that experience, be able to have valid commentary, like credentialed commentary on being able to say firsthand what actually made the difference for me. Yeah, totally. So don't spend your money because I don't want people to waste money. I want yeah. people to have more fun playing golf. Yeah, right. totally. So that's where the, the clubs thing is interesting where I'm playing better golf now with unfit clubs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, so those are my irons. The long tangent. So irons, money. Um, the long part of my bag now is where I'm evaluating some reshuffling. So originally I got, I have a, a Sim Max driver yep. oh, wow. awesome. uh, with a Mitsubishi orange, Tensei orange shaft. Yep. Okay. 
great, super stiff. That, that made a big difference. Like once I got that, uh, that driver, like within three weeks of getting that driver, I broke par. Wow. Cause I, <laughs> I developed a strategy, got that driver, boom. But now the problem I'm having is that with the new swing, switching to a switching back to a draw now, which is more of my natural shot shape, sure. the spin and everything's not dialed in with this, with this driver yet. So that's kind of an asterisk right now. It, yeah. it may be okay, but I don't know. The three wood right now, I have a TS3, Titleist three wood, awesome. but it's more of like a four wood. It's like 16 and a half degrees. Okay. Uh, Acro TZ5 shaft. That's great. That's been great. And honestly, with the new swing now, because the three woods are always kind of a little hook biased, like the way the face sits, I'm hitting that like better than I've ever hit it. So that's like, that's been really nice. Awesome. Where, where I'm going to make a switch right here is I, I was playing a Sim Max hybrid throughout the entire season. But now because my swing is much more shallow, yep. I'm just hitting hybrid off the planet. It's so high now. So I'm going to actually probably put the two iron back in, which okay. is a P790 UDI. Yeah. And that I'm finding to be more valuable, especially now that I can hit my four iron so well, mm-hmm. right. hitting my three wood so well, the need for a hybrid kind of isn't there. Exactly. But, but off the tee, I really enjoy having the two iron. For sure. It's, it's like, more of a specialty shot, but like you can, you know, where, where it's going to go. Like, yeah. And, and again, like a lot of the amateur tournaments I play, you know, they play at, at like 64 to 6,600 yards. Okay. That. So there's a lot of holes where they've, you know, the landing area is so narrow that it, it's way more advantageous for me to just absolutely rip a two iron out there low. For sure. And so I, I really like having that shot in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where the bag sits. And then I'm, I'm, I'm in between a Bridgestone Tour BX and a TP5X from TaylorMade right now. Yeah. I love the TP5X. I just can't get enough short game spin on it. Okay. It's, it's just, it just doesn't spin enough. I can get, it's, it's amazing with the irons. It's amazing with my driver. And I love it with the putter. The clickiness, yeah. for some reason, I just, I make more putts with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I found kind of in the, in the Tour BX, the Bridgestone, it's, it's, it has that clickiness, but I can still get it to stop with a wedge. From shorter distances, and for what you're shooting right now, that's that's the most important portion of it. Is is, is obviously how much spin you can get and be able to control it and still be able right. to watch, uh, you know. So yeah, that's... speaking of your of your stinger, also, I think we actually reposted a stinger video that you put up a yeah. few months ago with a three wood, yeah. and you just ripped it. It was it barely looked like it elevated from the mat at all, and it was just a freaking bullet. That video was so badass. Oh. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And honestly, you guys have been awesome with just like kind of, you know, sharing the content and cheering it on. And, and that's why I'm very thankful to be on the podcast with you guys and connect with you guys because you guys have been great kind of cheerleaders in, in the stuff I've done. So yeah. I'm, I'm super appreciative of that. And yeah. that's, that's one of our goals, like as we grow with Bogey Society is like we're trying to bring people together for sure and, and help other people grow. And at the same time, like we just want to enjoy golf and make content that other people enjoy too. So in that process, you got to work together with other people. So we're happy to share your stuff too. And, and everybody else. So that's the thing that has really brought me because another big goal for me, and I'll give you guys, I'm giving you guys all my 21, uh, 20, 21 goals. But another big goal for me is I'm actually, I want to probably transition out of the music business into golf full-time golf content and, and playing. And And a big reason for that has honestly been the people. The, the, the types of people, the diversity of people, young, old, they just, you know, every, the, just the quality of great people. 
that I've met this year through doing this and through making this decision has been one of the greatest things. And, and, and that was something I, I didn't find in music. It really struggled. And I found music very isolating in that way because there's, you know, we're, there's a lot more competition in music sure. and, and even, even something as simple as, you know, Hey, let's, let's grab a, let's, let's play around together. When you, when you bring someone to your studio, you kind of like vet them. You're like, you know, yeah. are you good enough or whatever? Like there's this whole like thing, like where you can't just like, you know, I can play golf. Like I play good golf right now, but I don't, I don't care what skill level anybody I play with is as long as they're like a good human and they're fun yeah, and yeah. we have good banter and we keep it's it moving. Bad. Like I, I really could care less how good you are. Right. And I think that's, I think that's great. Like, and I have, you know, the guys I play with back home, like we have a whole wide range of skill levels we play with, like, and just, we're all bonded by this love for it. And I've noticed that too, on the creator side with guys like yourself and, and just other creators. And, and just because we're all kind of addicted to the same thing, but we can all kind of participate in our own ways and no one's really cutting each other's grass. It feels like a much healthier place to exist. Yeah. And, and so that's been the best part for me coming from the music side to this is just the positivity and, and just that overall happiness level of those that are in. I, I can't even tell you the the amount of people that you know we reach out to you know all the time that you know sh- give us tips or you know you, you know that we talk to that you know are just are, are just they're awesome people and you know you, over these these six months the amount of people that we've gotten to engage with and talk to you know people meeting meeting people like you and you know various other people it's just this community is 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 very strong there's a ton of people that love golf and everyone's willing to talk about it you know what I mean so like getting all these people into you know do interviews and you know just talk off everyone loves to talk off so like you know spreading yeah. you know the community around is 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 really that's something that's been so awesome to us and i definitely would say over the, over these six months me and brennan have definitely been way happier with you know our lives just knowing that we have this thing you know building that you know is is, is super cool you know it's it's not taxing <laughs> at all you know good thing to think about if you're feeling down it's like wow this is this is going really well so yeah and 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 i love and i love that and and what's been what's been so gratifying for me now is that through showcasing the stuff i i've done and gone through you know i get tons of dms and i get tons of people saying you know it's, even today i had a guy who was like, who shot one over and he was trying to, he's been trying to hit break par. And he's like, dude, I'm so close. You know? And I get, I get all these people now that are like, cause I'm like, keep me posted. And, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and cause I know, like, like, I know what it was like. I know what the, I know the nerves I've been like, so it's like, what, one, what can I do to help? Like, can like, do you have any questions? And then two, like, I'm here, I'm a cheerleader too. Like, go, like, go, like keep playing, man. Like you're close. Like, just, just keep going. And and so that's been also really fun is yeah. that now I get a bunch of people who are, who are kind of keeping me updated on their journey and, yeah. and and where that at and 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 i really really love that part speaking to that we had a kid that was in our our dms uh, probably a month ago so he, he he lives in texas and he sent us his swing and his swing sputter and uh he's like you know I, i've got this tournament this weekend you know whatever he's like you got any advice and i was like dude like i'm a four handicap like i don't know if i'm the best guy to be giving you advice right now but you know just he was like i, I struggle with the mental side of it and i was like oh well i can definitely help you there a little bit i was an absolute head case in high school so like you know just staying calm on the golf course is literally half of the battle so like um you know and, and then he was like yeah man i'll keep you updated on on how it goes he ended up you know placing like top 10 in that tournament or 
or something. And I was like, dude, that's, that's awesome. You know, that he came back and even like told me, you know, how he did it. And he was like super pumped. I was like, I was pumped for him. I was like, let's go, man. Like, that's, that's awesome. That's that's the best. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Should we do the, uh, should we do the fan or foe? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move into the segments. Yeah. Fan or foe. Let's kick it off. So the first one we're going to discuss is Charlie Hoffman. Kind of a random guy, but I think he won one of the waste managements and he's always leading the first round of the Masters, but he always chokes. I feel bad saying like that these guys seem boring sometimes, but they really just do. But like, I'm sure once you hang out with them, like a lot of them are super fun guys. And like, if you would get to see that side, you'd be a huge fan, but like kind of a vanilla guy to um, watch play golf. But Gabe, guess how much Charlie Hoffman has in career earnings? When did, do you know, can I get the year? I think he started in 96. Let me check just to be sure. I would think he's probably in the, Oh, 2001 was his first professional year it looks like i'm assuming he's north of 20 million yeah he's at 29.2 million ah, nice. close pretty close nice it's pretty crazy to see these guys that aren't they're consistent but they're not like the staple names of winners and you go and look at their career earnings and it's just ri- absolutely ri- ridiculous got fun coupons bro they just got fun coupons out there so I'm I'm gonna say fan just because right, I don't know right. I feel like he's sneaky cool and I like his green glove I like how he wears the colored gloves it's a little yep. pop on the golf course not not all the other guys do that I'm a fan of 29 million so yeah, I'm a fan of 29 million he yeah said. I'm a huge fan of 29 million he's a resident in Vegas so he obviously he parties pretty hard which I can always get it get along with those <laughs> kind of guys like when you um, like Hoffman like come on like you. I, and I think I've heard him like be referenced a couple times, like by Colt Nost and and, uh, and Drew on on the Subpar podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a feeling this guy this this guy's the party. Oh, for sure, he's oh, got to be the life of the party. He wears a million plus the sauce. Yeah, and they and said him, he wears sorry, a straight hat on tour too. So I mean, like he obviously parties. Like there's no chance he's not a cool guy. They had him on the foreplay stuff, and they were saying how. Everybody calls him the seagull because he just flies over and shits on everybody. Like <laughs> that's great. That's how I heard about this. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Fan. 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 Cool guy. Fan. It's like you get to know these guys and you think their golf is so boring, and then you get to know them a little bit, and all of a sudden you care like way more. So, all right, Nick, you wanna? Well, what did we get for everybody? Everybody says fan. Yep, we got a fan. Fan. fan all right. Fan. All right, Nick. All right, so we're going to move on to Brent uh, Brent Snicker. So he's a Vandy grad. He has nine tour wins. And we'll uh, we'll leave it up to you again to see how much of a career earning do you think this man has. What year, what year did he join? Have the year? He joined, let's see. I like Sneds. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, like, I, I like Sneds. Because like, like, he's one, he just seems like a nice dude. 2004 2004 yeah I, he's got he's definitely north of 20 million i think he could be even north of 30 with the wins and like he's always kind of up there like he's he's and he puts well good. he's sneaky good um, I, you know like i will probably once every three months go watch the full recap of his like his was it 58 that he, that he shot oh yeah he, the win yeah 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 like do you know he bogeyed the first hole Oh my God! It's so oh, yeah. First three holes, you're like, it almost looks like the wheels could have come off the bus. For and sure. 
It's like Stripe City. So what's the number? How much? How much do you think his earnings is? Let's hear it. I think he might be north of thirty. Thirty, okay. like thirty, what? Thirty-one. Thirty-three. Like thirty, thirty-three. I'm gonna go thirty-three more. Right, like you're, you're very close again. He is sitting at thirty-eight million. Oh, career earnings. So I lived in Nashville for a little bit. Nashville, wonderful. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm say he does. He does. He's a great ball striker, and like I said, he's always kind of there in the in the middle middle of the pack. But he does. He does have a, a good amount of wins. Eight wins or nine wins is, is is a lot of wins on the PGA. But he also does have that elf elf look that we mentioned last podcast. He looks like an elf. I don't, I don't know what it is about his face, but he's looking very elfish. I know it might be just me in the Christmas spirit. But that, that elf thing just doesn't doesn't do it for me. Nice and so, rosy too, like he's on the North Pole. His cheeks are all rosy. Yeah, dude. I, it's, he, he might more look more more of a of an elf than the last guy that I accused you know, of being. But like, but that goes to show he just seems like the nicest dude. For sure, for sure. <laughs> I mean, if he's gonna be Captain Christmas, sure. <laughs> Captain Christmas. There we I'm go. That's his new name, Captain Christmas. <laughs> So, so what are you going with, Brandon? You fan or foe? So, I don't I don't like the vibes. I don't okay. Like the vibes. All right. Gabe, what do you got on him? Yeah, I'm 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 a fan and I'm a fan of 38 million. It's yep. Gabe's Gabe, you're a positive guy. I'm I'm salty and, and angry. <laughs> and myself, so I have well, to- since, we're, since we're in the Christmas spirit, I'll 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 give him the give him the fan knock until he pisses me off. So okay. <laughs> all right what do you got next brennan okay and then who was the final one that we were gonna discuss oh yeah matt kuchar (laughs) matt kuchar so obviously a very talented famous golfer for some positive reasons and some not he has how many wins does he have he has nine pga tour wins he has a bronze medal in the olympics do you want to take a whack at his career earnings gabe how much you think kuch has oh i see He's yeah, see he he's sneaky because he's always kind of up there. I would say he's probably north of forty. I'm gonna go. He's like forty-two million. Forty-two. Yeah, he's he's uh he's sitting at a nice fifty mil. Fifty million. Oh That's my crazy. goodness. That's insane. Yeah. See, it's crazy because he doesn't hit the ball very far. No, he's just so damn consistent. I, you know, but he's just like he sneaks into those top tens. Like I feel like every tournament, him and like Rory just like sneak backdoor top ten every time. Like and like he's and he's on the he's always on the, like the Presidents Cup teams. Like he's yep. like he's there. He yep. just don't have that like it's just. In, but that's what's interesting, right? Is and I think this is like this goes back to like there's so many there's a lot of these sneaky dudes that don't yeah. have like crazy game that like everyone talks about like bombing it and whatever right. they're like man i'll take 50 million yeah oh, lucrative career like so are you pardon oh i'm saying like I, i'm like i'll take 50 million okay oh, yeah. so cooch 100 foe because of all the david ortiz business that happened with l2 can the caddy he paid the caddy three thousand dollars after he won 1.3 million dollars um, um that was bad luck um so but he's like a good foe because it's fun to have this kind of like villain now. And when he was playing Kisner in the match play and they had, they actually had a really tight match, I remember, but it was just so fun to like root against him so hard. So like, I feel like golf needs the villains. He did a bad thing. He, he semi righted the bad thing that he did because he was forced to. And now he can I mean, just be a villain for golf. He can be a fun villain that we like to root against because he's the bad guy what i love 
what I love the most about that situation is that he did that. And then when he got on the interview right after that and they were grilling him, he doubled down and was like, yo, that's actually a good day's day of pay or like a good weekend of pay. And everyone was just like, oh, buddy, that's Bro, not the right. You just won $1.3 mil- And he did <laughs> not have, I don't know if he would have won with that because that guy provided so much insight and like knowledge. He was like the guy there. Like, yeah, you know? that was top, their top caddy there. Yeah. And, if, and this is what's like when you look at his career and he's like 50 million dude you can throw a couple pennies you know? yeah dude toss the guy a bone like it's uh, it's not even that that big of a stretch and for I, him to double down like that is that's that's not good luck not a good luck definitely not the play yeah I, i'm gonna go full on this one boys yeah yeah i think that's the the consensus here you gotta go full on that one for sure well those are our three for the week so nick uh, you got anything else we need to move into yeah so we're gonna do the the rules again with uh with your friends that you play on the golf course well to start gabe do you have any rules that you and your buddies have when you play rounds any like special circumstantial rules or anything or you put pretty by the book no so we play a lot like we play pretty much play by the book mm-hmm. um because you know majority of the guys i'm i you're at a high level we're, it was more so like we well no we all have our goals right so it's not even necessarily the high level it's more so like my buddy's got to score a goal i got to score a goal so we're all just trying to hit our goals so we're not we're trying to we want it to be honest right so we're like hey we're playing 100 by the buck but then you know you get days like we had one day where we showed up to a spot and we didn't know but they had done the tip and tuck pins oh, okay. like, so basically the pins were in the stupidest places possible <laughs> So like we got to the, we got to the first green and it was literally like on the hill in the middle of the green, there was zero way anybody could make this putt. So, so when do we have days like that, where it's like, okay, this is a write-off. And then, you know, we have this, we have a rule called the, the lippy drip okay. where if it even grazes the cup, yeah. we all, we, it like, it counts. Okay. Doesn't like- actually count. This like this rule doesn't like we we don't count this score. It's more just to make fun of the fact. Yeah. And where this came from actually is I played with these two guys one time. They had to be like they were like 20 handicaps. Like they were, but they had the best time. They were loving, they loved playing golf so much. And so they had these amazing rules. So I call them fun golf rules. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so their whole thing was like if you hit it out of bounds, it's it's just a drop at the 150. Sure. Two club lengths relief from every tree. Love it. Oh yeah. And then grazes the cup it's the lippy drip and it counts <laughs> so that's how these guys played and they were like hammering each other like yeah. they were talking so much shit they were like but they were having so much fun and i was sitting there and i'm and i'm like trying to play for real but i'm like yo this is like this is looking a little more fun than what i'm doing right right so when we just have those games where we're like we're not really keeping score or whatever and it's just like a, an enjoyable day being out there we'll throw in some of the lippy drip uh the fun golf rules and then, and, and, and it's just become like kind of an inside joke for all of us. Cause now like, if, you know, if it goes in, but it does, when it hits the edge, yeah. we just look at each other. We're like, does that count? Let me trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, nah, man, pick, like you gotta, that's gotta go in. So it's, yeah. it's a good little, it's a good little fun thing. Yeah. I like that a lot. Was there, that definitely makes the round a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, so this one is from Matt Beanbog. I like the name. That's an interesting, uh, at who? At Beanbog. Bean dog. Yeah, All right. Um, he says, bowl eligibility. No smoking a bowl until you have carded at least a double bogey or higher on your scorecard. So I guess it's more of a reward for bad play at that point. It's a way you know, to calm and center yourself. Yeah. 
depending on who you are, you're incentivizing. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> incentivizing or yeah, if none, if if you have somebody who it might mess up, you can say you have to smoke a bowl when you make a double. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I, don't, I don't smoke weed like so for so for me like, that, would, that wouldn't get yeah. that would, <laughs> that's a complete know, hindrance to your game you would, never, you would never be forced to do that because i feel like trying to make somebody who does who isn't about doing a certain like drug or substance trying to make them do that is pretty like bogus thing to do so i do to see the role of like the role of of i want to try the cbd stuff to see if it if it plays a role in actually being better i know a lot of guys who smoke when they play and yeah. they and they claim it the only thing that makes me hesitant would be you, you know you're not going to want to be high and play, playing competitive rounds so now are you creating like a hindrance of like like you relying on it yeah and you're in a different yeah then you're in a different state of mind when you're like playing on the regular versus when you're playing in a competition, which probably distracts from that flow state you're talking about. Right. And then you forget you're in a tournament, you're in a double bogey just so you can hit the ball. <laughs> now you're, now you're double. All right, Nick, let's hear so, the next rule. So this is a, this is more of a format than, than a rule, but this group plays a game called bingo bango. And basically what happens is there's three achievements for every hole. You keep your own score but you get an extra point if you're the first person to be on the green. You get a point for whoever's closest to the pin, and you get one for whoever makes the first putt. So it, it takes a little bit more of, a, I guess, a strategy aspect of trying to get the, the extra three points to put on your card to try and beat your friends, I guess. I like that. I, I, think, I think like those games are good because like especially, sometimes when you're playing just for score – if you have like a first couple rough holes, yeah, you're just like, ah, ah, and it just kind of like takes you out of the round mentally. Yeah, and I like like so it's nice having those other games sometimes where it's like there's still a reason to keep going. For yeah. sure, definitely. Yeah, we, we uh we actually a sponsor of one, one of our you know of our podcast here. We we've got this card game called uh, Four Cards, and you play a different format on every hole so it's a deck of cards and um you pick a, a, um, a card for the format and then you get a different card and it allows you to do different things on the golf course so um and you can pocket those and use them whenever you want on the uh, during the round so some of them are like you get a mulligan or you get to tee one up in the middle of the fairway you can steal someone's drive you can throw one, throw the ball with your opposite hand to get it closer to the pin so it, it makes it you know the the round a lot more interesting than your usual just like you it's know like fun, it's like fun golf like you said yeah instead of just oh, like trying to get it in the hole yeah i love that i think i think that's another big thing like i don't like as much as so much of my content is based on like getting the best score and becoming really good like i think there's like one thing I, I definitely want to do more of this year is also putting more content out that just shows like the rounds where I, that's not the focus oh yeah. for sure you I know mean, some of your biggest videos have been like that to the triple bogey uh video you put out which is absolutely one of the funniest videos i've ever watched i was absolutely dying that when you said like it was like what you guys don't know here is i just put my clubs on facebook marketplace <laughs> i literally was dying <laughs> i wanted to like i was like you know what i have all these like i have all these course vlogs and i have like a bunch of really sweet blow up yeah <laughs> and right i was like and 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 I got no, I'm like, I'll rip myself. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause right. yeah, we'll do it. we yeah. like, nobody's like, like Tiger Woods got a 10. Out of yeah. Like, we're all susceptible to bad holes. Yeah. And so 
think like there's no reason to be too proud to not like tee yourself up and absolutely just roast yourself for sure. Just rip it. Why not? Because then, because then also too, like it, you're an asshole if you're like if you're only posting like look at me, I'm so great. It's like right. you know, and that's just not the reality. You know, no. like like it's just not like I, I'm. I, I one of my f- funny I, one of my favorite posts that I've done is uh, this one where I like I'm I'm working on my driver and I absolutely snap huck one. No. And I just go like, fuck you. Like, I'm just so <laughs> mad. You know? right? like, and I caught it on video and I put that out. And honestly, like that made me laugh. Like I was, <laughs> I was laughing at myself going, man, that's so good. And it, it actually didn't do that well of a video, surprisingly. But like, for me, that's my favorite video. Cause it's just like, that's what it is. Like you yeah. hit a snap hook one when you think you're about to light it up. Yeah. You know, just like, you're like, nah, I suck. <laughs> Well, I think other than that, that's that's all we really got for for yeah, today. Looks, but it's uh, like we're running out of time again. So yeah, but we'll we really want to thank you for for coming on the podcast with us, and um, you know, definitely shout your page out and tell us, you know, uh, you know where to where to follow you and where everyone can uh, take a peek at your stuff. Yeah, boys, thank you so much for having me. Everything is Gabe Gallucci Golf. That's G A L L U C C I. Two L's, two C's. Um, Game Gucci Golf is where everything is. Main main thing is if you could like and subscribe on YouTube, that's a huge help. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me on the Bogey Society. Absolutely, so super super stoked to have you, Gabe. So thank you so much again. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. We'll we'll definitely have to try and play around with you next year if we can uh, we can work out a schedule for. for Ever COVID done? Come through that border. I will hook you guys up in Toronto all day. Sure. All All right, right, my man. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, boys. Cheers. Peace.